0: Welcome to a flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, and today we have the homily for Ordinary Time 32. Once upon a time, there was an old man praying the rosary in a horse-drawn public carriage in Paris. It was kind of like a, a bus in the olden days where people could get on and off. When at a certain stop, a young man got in. And the young man was noticing that the old man was devoutly praying the beads. And he said, Sir, do you still believe in that? And the older man said, yes, I do. And the younger man then started to launch into a monologue. Oh, but religion is over. We don't need that superstition anymore. We've got science. We have reason. And the man began to try to tell the older man about all the scientific advances that were up and coming. And the older man listened very patiently and then finally came to his stop. And he said to the younger man, you know, this has been a very enlightening conversation. I'd like to discuss this further with you, if you don't mind. May I give you your address so we can meet together? May I give you my address so we can meet together? And the young man agreed, so the old man wrote his address on a scrap of paper and handed it to the younger man, and then disembarked. And when the carriage started up again, the younger man looked at the piece of paper and was shocked. His jaw dropped pretty much to the floor when he saw written on the paper, Blaise Pascal, Paris Academy of Sciences. He had been speaking with one of the finest scientists in the entire world, who also had a deep Catholic faith. Yeah, indeed, both of them possessed knowledge, but only one of those men possessed wisdom. You know, our first reading is a panegyric to wisdom. It's a great praise of wisdom. And But despite all of our advances in science, technology, and learning, I think our world is rather short on wisdom. So what is wisdom? How does it differ from knowledge? And how do we grow in wisdom? Let's dive into that topic of wisdom and why it is so desperately necessary in today's world. So knowledge is facts. Wisdom is an understanding of how the facts fit into the whole, what it all means, right? So we may know what type of tree that is outside, but wisdom tells us that the tree is beautiful. We may know how the human body works, but wisdom can tell us what it means to be human and what the meaning of our lives is. Knowledge can tell us what the stars are made of, but wisdom stands in awe and wonder at the heavens. So while knowledge is seeking facts, wisdom is seeking the meaning behind the facts. And knowledge is good. Don't get me wrong. Knowledge is very good, but it can be very dangerous when it's divorced from wisdom. You know, you think about the first sin. It was ultimately a desire for the tree of knowledge, growing so much in knowledge of all things, both good things and evil things, that they would become like God. And in today's world, we see a big movement to want our knowledge and our technology to make us like God. For example, there's a movement in science called transhumanism, which seeks to live forever by merging technology with the human body. In fact, the ultimate goal of transhumanism is to download our consciousness, our thoughts and our memories and our mind, onto a hard drive so that when our body dies, our personhood or our memories or our consciousness will live on through this technology or this computer. My friends, that's an attempt to be like God, to have everlasting life, but to do it without God. That's not good. It's also acting like God, which we see all the time in creating human life in a lab or manipulating it in a lab. It's also being like God to try to form technologies that cause destruction and death. You know, I think about after Robert Oppenheimer created the nuclear bomb, he famously declared, I have become death, the destroyer of worlds, almost proud of his quasi-godlike properties. So so knowledge in and of itself can go way off the rails unless it is kept in check with wisdom. Wisdom is the proper balance to knowledge. You see, knowledge asks, is it possible to do this? While wisdom asks, is it prudent? Is it just? Is it good to do this? Wisdom helps us to see everything in life in the light of eternity. That's its proper perspective, right? So wisdom helps us to understand that money should not be an idol. Wisdom helps us understand that suffering can be redeemed by love. Wisdom helps us to understand that every human being is created in the image and likeness of God and has intrinsic dignity. These are things that knowledge cannot teach us, but only wisdom, seeing everything in the light of eternity. So, how do we grow in wisdom? How do we cultivate that understanding of the meaning of life and the proper understanding of all things in light of eternity? Three ways to grow in wisdom. First, study the wisdom of past ages. You know, every page of the scriptures is full of rich wisdom about how best to live life. And of course, the lives and the writings of the saints show us how wisdom is put into practice. So surround yourself with wise people, those of the past and even those alive now, and seek out their wisdom. It's far easier to get the wisdom of others than to try to discover it ourselves, which often involves some tough crosses. But the second thing is to learn the lessons of wisdom God is trying to teach us, particularly through suffering. You know, we almost always seek to get out of suffering, right? We have physical or mental or emotional, relational suffering, but this is actually a priceless opportunity to gain a new and eternal perspective. So ask yourself that question, what is God trying to teach you through that bad diagnosis? How, what is God trying to form in you through that difficult boss or challenging marriage? How will your perspective change because of the loneliness, struggle, or pain that you're going through? Nothing is wasted. All can form wisdom in us. Finally, I think a last way in which we can grow in wisdom is through wonder. You know, we don't have much wonder in today's world because we like to have everything under our control, literally all knowledge, in the palm of our hand with our smartphones. But we should also cultivate wonder, which is the antidote to that pride that knowledge can engender. So sit one evening and marvel at the stars. Just listen to a beautiful piece of music without trying to critique it. Spend time in adoration and listen to the teacher. You know, wonder makes us realize our proper place in the cosmos. We do not and will never know all things. And this is very good. Remember St. Catherine, that great story when God revealed to her, I am he who is, and you are she who is not. It is very good to feel small in the universe, and wisdom helps us realize our real place there. Even the most learned scholars with the most knowledge had to cultivate wisdom, right? St. Thomas Aquinas, who was perhaps the most brilliant man to ever walk the face of the earth, who wrote literally millions of words about every subject under the sun, stopped writing towards the end of his life, leaving his magnum opus, the Summa Theologica, unfinished. And when his friends asked why, he told them, that during Mass, as he was celebrating Mass, he had a vision of Christ crucified in the Eucharist. And he said that compared to seeing the greatness of God, everything he had written was just like straw. It was meaningless. It was worthless. A man of profound humility and wisdom, he realized in the light of eternity, eternity is so much greater than he could even scratch the surface of. So, my friends, knowledge is good. It's very good. It's immeasurably improved human lives in our modern world. But I fear that we may have lost wisdom. We don't understand where we've come from, where we're going, or any meaning behind all this knowledge. But Christ, who is wisdom incarnate, wants to balance our knowledge with his wisdom so that we can keep everything in its proper eternal perspective.